Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! And it's all out of order. It's all out of order. Just that's great. how we know we started. Yeah. <laughs> we have a live studio audience today, and um, as they're being let in, I'm sure that they will be muted. So, yes, that's a little housekeeping. Mr. Craig, who do we have today? Oh, Mr. Josh Fanko from, is it Visalia? Are you Visalia? No, no it's Fresno. Close. Close, but it's Fresno and Clovis. We're pretty much the same. Clovis. Thing. Yep. Clovis. Clovis. Wasn't there a movie? Clovis Field? Cloverfield. I well, think. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> awesome. So, I didn't even think about it, but would we do Speed Breakers? Yeah. Why don't we do a little this Speed Breakers? Like the, it's like the Brady Bunch here with everybody. <laughs> uh, let me be completely unprepared and not have it up. But luckily for notes, you can just search. So, all right, Mr. Josh, are you ready for this round of speed breakers? Bring it. All right. All Have right. you ever had a mullet? Yes. Believe it or not. <laughs> yes. Well, we're done. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, first crush. I'm going to say Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. Uh, oh, you know what? I best. Maybe they're with you. Uh, most embarrassing thing your mom ever caught you doing. I'm sad to say, but I actually took money from her wallet one day to try to. Oh. You got, got caught. Wow. I shouldn't say that online. Some... <laughs> yeah, well, she knows. So uh, fastest speed ever driven. Probably about a, just over 100. I got nervous and slowed down. <laughs> nice. Favorite cereal? Lucky Charms all the way. Oh, mm. Lucky Charms. How many kids? I have three. Have kids. you made cry? Please wait for this question. Then three daily. Yeah. Three daily. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Count Chocula or Count Dracula? I have never had either. I have no idea. Ooh. Well, I don't think you can have Count Dracula. I don't know what that is. He has oh, you. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, I, see. I, I, I thought that. you were on the serial thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, one is serial and one's a <laughs> serial killer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, fastest mile? Recently, because I'm a runner, I just hit 609. Nice. Wow, that's really good, man. You almost hit the fives. Dang. Getting there. I'm trying to get sub six as fast as possible. Wow. You know what's interesting is none of these questions actually put the units. So it's like fastest mile. Well, driven, flown, you know, it, it just <laughs> everybody point. just answers. So it's a uh, favorite flavor. Flavor. Orange cream, anything. Yeah, see, Orange everybody cream picks mm. uh, ice cream on that. It's great. Mm -hmm. Dogs like or cats? Dogs. That is correct. <laughs> this interview will continue. Tacos or burritos? <laughs> Probably burritos, slight edge to burritos. Slight edge, but they're very close, correct? Yeah. Uh, favorite video game? All-time favorite video game, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say Super Tecmo Bowl, because that is no. the... Actually, no, I'm sorry, I have to strike that. RBI Baseball. Oh, uh, that's, that's my all-time, sorry. Good, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. And then, of course, the, the fun one, Trump or Biden? In what, like MMA? Like <laughs> yes, what? sure. Uh, no units. <laughs> Uh, we'll go Trump in MMA. That's yeah, he's got, size, he's got the size advantage. Yeah. I think he's yeah. going to win. And well, final question. What was the first concert you ever went to? All the way back to Barney. You know, I've heard you guys ask this to other people, and I have been thinking for a long time. I cannot remember my first concert, but I will tell you, can I just cheat and give you my favorite concert ever? I'm not much of yes. a concert guy like everybody else. I, I like concerts okay, but I, I they're not a big thing for me. But my favorite concert by far was Dave Matthews uh, at Shoreline Amphitheater in California. That was the most what incredible year? experience. 
I was in college, so it would have been probably 60s. late nineties, early two nice. thousand. Yeah, probably around two thousand. Yeah. So That's awesome. it was incredible. It was awesome. Yep. Late they 90s. are good. I saw Dave Matthews open up for the the dead in Vegas, like in okay. early nineties. Yeah. No, that's when they were, they were all over it. And, uh, he's great. I saw him probably, he, I've probably seen him the most in different venues. So, but that was an incredible venue. If you've never been to that, you got to go to a concert shoreline. shoreline. Yeah. Yep. That's in San Diego, right? No, it's up North. It's up by Palo Alto in, uh, near Stanford. In Cato, is it out, outside? Yeah. They built it for the Grateful Dead. So it's, it was kind of where the Grateful Dead would do most of their concerts. It's really the, kind of, Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. So take us back from Dave Matthews to now. And how did you get yourself involved in this crazy business? Uh, it's all my wife's fault. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> um, so I have, uh, I've done a lot of different things, all somewhat around sales and marketing. Essentially my first job, 14 and a half years old was a dishwasher in Delhi. That to me was awesome. It taught me the discipline of hard work showing up and doing stuff that nobody else wants to do. So I was a cleanup in a deli and a meat, a meat department. So that was awesome. But essentially from college on, I've been in some form of sales and marketing role. I've worked primarily in sports marketing. I've worked, we have a AAA baseball franchise here in Fresno. So I started out really as my main job there, uh, doing everything from being an accounting clerk to a mascot, to ticket selling tickets, to selling corporate sponsorships and, you know, promotions at the stadium. And then have done a variety of different roles for a couple of different sports teams and things here in the area. But more, my wife um, actually uh, worked for Allstate Insurance and Claims for about 14 years. And she actually, that was like her first job out of college and uh, her real, real job. And she did that for a long time. And she ended up managing a claims unit for a long time. And then through a set of circumstances and things in our own life, as they were kind of consolidating some claims offices, she transitioned out of the insurance business and started doing some other things. We adopted a a little boy from Haiti. And so she spent probably a couple of years um, at home with him and then realized she didn't want to be a stay at home mom. So we started talking about what to do for her. So because of her background with Allstate and in the insurance business, she started kicking some tires and through some relationships, we got in touch with um, not really a recruiter, but a, a sales leader uh, that she used to work with. And uh, before long, we started talking about possibility of her getting into the insurance business as an agent. Well, she had never done sales and marketing. So quickly transitioned into, well, I would love to do that, but I'm not ready to do it. So we started talking more about doing it together. So my wife and I launched our agency about two and a half years ago. So with my experience in sales and marketing and her experience on the back end and managing a team and claims and all that, we thought it would be great to work together. And you, did you start scratch? No we premium? Scratch, no premium. Started How scratch. was that? I've done it before in other sales jobs. So I've, I've created a book of business. So for me, it wasn't necessarily scary to do that. I actually preferred that model versus trying to buy a book, but yeah, I mean, it's incredibly nerve wracking and stressful and really, really difficult financially considering both of us, neither one of us have an income, you know? So yeah. that was difficult, but we've, we've slowly and surely been growing it. So your, so your wife brought industry knowledge, but was it a pretty steep learning curve? Absolutely. The other side? Yeah. yeah. The insurance part of it for me, just like anything, I've been in sales long enough. It's all about learning your product and what it is. And thankfully, you know, insurance is one of those things where you have it. So you kind of know the auto side of it a little bit. And I've been a little bit in the mortgage business. So I kind of knew the homeowners call, you know, insurance side. So for me, the learning curve was fine. I mean, doing all the licensing and everything was a challenge, but 
fortunately I got through it all pretty quick and it, it's kind of come naturally to me. I, I really enjoy the insurance business. I love how it can help everybody. There's not a single person. I always tell people I can walk into a coffee shop and every single person there is a prospective you know, customer or somebody that will benefit from what I'm doing. I've been in sales jobs before where you're selling to a very, very small group of people. So for me, insurance is great because there's nobody I can't help in some shape or, you know, some form or fashion. So love it, dude. How was it to go to not to go backwards, but I guess to go back, how was it? Um, talk, talk about the adoption. That must've been crazy. Yeah, that was a long process. So, um, we started back in 2013, my wife and I, and our, our church was looking at, um, starting a, a, a I guess a partnership with a mission or with a, uh, an organization down in Haiti. So we went down there and did a little mission trip just to kind of see if it would make sense for our church to be involved with this organization. And we had always talked about the possibility of adopting, but I would say within about three hours of being there on the ground and serving this orphanage for a week, we realized right then there was, that was something we definitely wanted to do for our family. So we, uh, we started the process and about four and a half years later, we ended up bringing our son TK home with us. So he was, yeah. So by the time we brought him home, he was just about five years old. It was about a four and a half year process. So we made multiple trips back and forth to Haiti and uh, it was a great experience. We've got two biological children that are older and they got to join us with it. It was incredible. It was a, it was a life transforming event. And part of the reason we're even doing what we're doing now, because we just, it, we wouldn't be doing this if we, if we hadn't gone down that journey, because it kind of forced us to pull back a little bit, really figure out what we wanted to do long-term and what kind of legacy we wanted to create for our family. And so having that extra time, you know, my wife being at home with him really forced us, you know, to kind of evaluate what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives. Love. And I knew that that had a correlation too. I don't know if I could work with my wife, but um, I know you guys work well together. We had those conversations. So I figured that that probably was the, uh, something that strengthened your, I guess your relationship work relationship as well. Cause that. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recommend, you know, they always say don't do certain (laughs) things together, like moving, having a funeral, a wedding or, changing jobs in the same year, we were kind of pretty much doing everything all at one time. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but sometimes you got to be in the fire, you know, to really figure out what matters. So that's exactly what I think came out of it. Yeah. Well, it it can be a lot doing all those things, but if you make it through, then I think it solidifies, you know, yeah. Yeah. Foundation. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say? I I know that there are other agents out there that work with a spouse. She brought a lot to the table. You did too. What are some tips that you can give some people working with spouse or, you know, I guess kids, whatever would be kind of similar. Yeah. Great. I mean, we, first thing I would say is if anybody's thinking about doing it, one of the things we were really uh, careful to do is we went, we went out and reached out to other people that were doing it. So we have quite a few friends that are husband, wife teams. A lot of them are in real estate. We have a couple that, um, oh, they run a distribution company for a water purification system and they've worked together for a few years. And so first bit of advice is talk to other people that are doing it, figure out what kind of things that they've, you know, people that you trust, people that you know, that will be honest about you, people that know you enough to know if you truly should be working together or not, you know, somebody that'll give you that feedback. We kept hearing, oh, you guys will do great. They've seen us work together. So whether it's through church or just through life, People had seen us work together and they knew that we would be able to figure it out. Even if we were butting heads on something, they knew we'd be able to figure it out. So that was good to have that feedback early on, um, that validation. But I guess the biggest thing that I would say is a couple of things. One, stay humble. Uh, don't come into it thinking that you got all the answers. I guess 
the same advice I'd give to anybody about marriage. Just stay humble, show up every day, knowing that, you know, some days you're going to have it. Some days you aren't some days, the other person's going to have it. Some days they aren't. And just know that you're in it together. You have the same goals, the same purpose. So let the little things go uh, as much as possible. And then, you know, over time, you'll figure out what your lane is, stay in your lane. I'm, it's pretty easy for me to want to take over every aspect of everything. You know, I just kind of have that personality. I love solving problems. I love being in the action. And I had to learn, it took me probably longer than it did for her to learn that. But I had to just start realizing there's certain things I have no right to be involved with. And I need to trust her to do that. And just, we just learned. And then for her, she, I've been in sales a long time. It took her probably a long time to trust my ability in sales, even though, you know, I've, I've done well over the years in different capacities and different sales things. She finally got to see it. And for somebody that's not a salesperson, she never really got it. She never understood why I did certain things. And so for her, it was really just a matter of seeing it in action and understanding the sales process and trusting me to take her through that process. And so, yeah, so stay humble, stay in your lane and just trust each other that you're going to be able to get through it. So, well, she had to be somewhat weary because you did sell her on the idea of marrying you. Yes. So, and if you know me, you know, that's a giant sales job right there. Right. I mean, no. come on. <laughs> I mean, no, and I, but, but in all seriousness, I love the, the advice of, I mean, checking that ego is so challenging because you're, and it's a balance, right? You, you have to have some ego to, to be able to push through and get yeah. through some of these difficult times, but then you need to be humble and, yeah. uh, and check that ego and let it, you don't need to always be right. Yeah. Well, it was hard too, because, you know, I don't know how it is for other agents out there, independents and other people that were other captives, but for us with the carrier that we're with, there's, you know, we can't be a husband wife team the way that we're presented. It's, it's me and my name's on, my face is on everything. If you go to our website, it's my face. And, you know, she just kind of naturally just came up underneath that and said, Hey, we're going to, you need to be the guy. It's your thing. But I look at it as we're both in this, you know, it's our company. It's we're partners in this, but so it was kind of easy for me to start just taking on more than I should and acting like it's all mine. But I had to remember, I had to go back and constantly check myself and go, Nope, this is us. And it's not even just us. I mean, that's how we try to manage our, our whole office. It's not just even the two of us. It's, it's our team. We are a team and we're going to make this work together. So it's about making, making sure you're always coming back to that. What are we in this for? What are we trying to accomplish? Everybody knows their roles and just get to it. You know, clear communication. Yeah, absolutely. How important is, has that been? I think that agents can maybe even sometimes doubt themselves and not want to communicate. And then you can kind of run and hide and, and maybe not go through all the stuff, but you're the leader. And I think communication can be, it, it's so important, right? To be clear on everything and, how important has that been in your agency? Man, I don't know if there's anything more important, to be honest. I mean, communication is key. I mean, to, on all levels, I mean, communication with clients. I mean, that's what sales is to me. It's just being able to properly communicate with people, understanding what they need, what you have to offer, figuring out that gap and and bringing that all together. Uh, but for a team perspective and running an agency, I mean, that's probably the worst thing that I've been at. I mean, I, I kind of pride myself on my ability to talk to people and socialize and all that kind of stuff. But I was first year and a half, as I kind of expressed with you guys, when we went to Ignite, I had to look at myself in the mirror and realize that a lot of our problems were just me not communicating properly with our team, not, ex- not creating proper expectations, not letting them know what I was holding and what I was struggling with. And not, I have all these expectations of them and what they're supposed to be doing, but I'm not even communicating. It's all up here. And then I'm frustrated and we're not getting anywhere and I'm making all these decisions and they don't know why. Once I start having real open communication with everybody, we were just like, oh yeah, sure. We can do that. So yeah. 
I think communication is absolutely vital and just it doesn't have to be perfect communication, but just talk, work it out, um, have that dialogue both ways. If there's if something's not connecting, if people aren't with you, or if they're just kind of saying, uh-huh, 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 they're probably not really with you. So you got to get that buy-in and make sure that yeah. they fully understand what you're trying to communicate. That's, yeah. So yeah, you're right on about that. I love that concept in um, that we it, it's in the peak performance, but you know, looking in the mirror and it is, if it's not working, it falls on the owner, right? Like you, you're, it's very easy to blame everybody else and everybody, you know, across the board in life, not just in business, people want to point the finger at, at the others, but if something's not working, the only one that can really fix it is the dude in the mirror or the dude yeah. in the mirror. And that's hard to, to own sometimes. Yeah. Well, if you remember, that was the first thing I think you had us all go around at the table and introduce, you know, why were we there? Why were we at Ignite? Again, I wasn't even a part of Teledudes at the time. I had, I, I followed you guys on the podcast and listened to a lot of the stuff and got a lot of value out that. I had a couple of other agents that encouraged me to go and do this thing, spent some money to fly out there and hang out with you guys and take two days out of the agency. And granted, I was the only guy really making all the sales in our agency at the time. So that was a big commitment, but I remember distinctly when you guys told us to be prepared to talk about why we were there and what we were looking to get out of that. And we went around the table and I just had to, like you said, I had to look in the mirror and I told you guys that, look, I'm a great sales agent. I feel like really confident. I can, I can do the insurance business. I can sell a lot of policies. I can do that all day long. I'm not a very good agent or, or an owner. And that's why I wanted to go to Ignite is I wanted to learn from you guys and from other agents, how to actually properly run an agency and uh, man, that was, that was game changing for me right there. Even just awesome. admitting that was a huge thing. Yeah, so. it's, it is. And it, you know, it's wanting to do everything and uh, controlling the show and being the best salesperson and all of that. It's, it's just not scalable, right? right? You can't scale that business. Nope. So, um, and, and, I've, and I, I was there too. I uh, would Jason. say too, it's not as rewarding. Like it's yeah. super mm-hmm. rewarding when you can transfer mm-hmm. these like superpowers to people that um, have never done sales or anything like that. And you start training and then you see them grow and it's like, wow, that's huge. I mean, that was one of my eye-opening moments in the agency was when I kind of looked at it. I was like, wait a minute, I don't want to be doing all this. I want to be training people to do it and see them. That's fun. That's a great point. I think you're a hundred percent right on about that. I mean, there's nothing like watching other people be successful and to be able to do it. And I mean, it's like coaching, right? I mean, I, I coach my son's little league team and I, I know how to play baseball. I played it my whole life, but right. I can't get joy out of going out there and beating up on these little kids, you know, and Hey, look how great I am. No, it's, not, it's nothing like taking a kid that doesn't know what's going on and show them something. And then they, they figure it out, man, I get more joy out of that than I ever did hitting a double or anything like that. It's so much better. So I think you're hundred percent right about that same feeling is is what I've been experiencing in these last few months, watching our team really start seeing, like getting their legs up underneath them and feeling confident and understanding what they can do and realizing their full potential. So, And your sales have been incredibly uh, much greater since then, right? Yes, consistently. Yeah, we've had some bits of success before, but again, it was primarily me or maybe we had one other seller that had a good run a little bit. But yeah, consistency wise, absolutely. I mean... And what's funny, it was even before I kind of actually signed up for Teledudes and actually got the system in place, just the mindset of like, I need to start really running my agency differently. And just some of the things that you guys shared a lot about when we were Ignite, just putting some of those things into practice in our agency immediately yielded results. 
long before we even got our systems in place to support the nuts and bolts of how to sell insurance. So yeah, we've been climbing. We're uh, we're knocking down our goals. You know, we're we're kind of a smaller agency still. We haven't been able to scale it yet the way that I'd like, but we're we're heading in the right direction and the, the train's going the right the right way. And we know this is the direction that we're gonna we're gonna continue to go. We know we're gonna have success. It's just now a matter of how quickly we can get there. Love it. What would you tell somebody that's coming in? I know that's the final question, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess from the scratch perspective and from the, I guess from the, the scratch perspective, what would you do differently now rather Good like recovery. the way you approached it yeah. then? And now with everything you've learned, yeah. how would you approach it differently? To be continue. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will it's live and it will show you the process the entire process mm, super awesome mm, i love it let's do it let's do it sign up right now live.teledudes.com live.teledudes.com that's live.teledudes.com hey craig there's a new community that we are starting that i cannot wait to tell everybody about it is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. I'm Craig, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to be well, awesome. And it's a it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's okay. 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, all right.